Check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. It's uh, June 16th. It's 11.01 a.m. Pacific. And we are going to talk some high point. Round four of the uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships is here. And, uh, yeah, lots to get into. We're going east. Things will change. The series will change. The race results should change a little bit. Riders will uh, – some guys will like it. Some guys won't. So there will be a lot of things to talk about when it comes to the uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship Series. 702-586-7857 if you want to talk and uh, call and talk some um, high point or more. We have uh, some Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles to give away and – a set of FMF goggles as well. So thank you to those companies for giving us some stuff. And thank you to Fly Racing, of course. The Kinetic Mesh is out. 20, 22 and a half Kinetic Mesh. Love it. It's great. It's lightweight. It uh, uh, breathes really well. And uh, it's well, super ventilated. Fits really well. It's got, a, uh, it, it's got real flexible um, waist and knees and everything else. So it's super flexy. Fits great. Thank you to folks at Fly Racing. Team that kinetic mesh up with the Formula Helmet. And you have a combination that can't be beat. Formula Helmet. Super safe. Super quiet. Super lightweight. Super good looking, too. Flyracing.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on the show. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. Uh, they uh, support a lot of things that we do on this network. And so we thank those guys at Fly Racing. Good stuff, too. Uh, all right. Also, too, thanks to the folks at Maxxis Tires. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by Cade, A-Ray, and more. If you haven't thought about Maxxis for a high-end motocross tire for a while, it might be time to think about Maxxis.com. Uh, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. Maxxis.com. Thank you to those guys. Uh, they still got the old IT stuff, too, and HT line as well. So uh, they make tires for all sorts of bikes, all sorts of sizes. Great prices as well. Maxxis.com. And thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. Get, get. The uh, two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs are doing great work for those guys. They've got a bunch more in stock now. So uh, whether it's a YZ250 two-stroke or a KTM two-stroke, the ECU will waken that thing up. Four-strokes as well. RPM dashboard used by Antonio Caroli. Pulling hole shots like crazy. It's an RPM uh, dashboard that goes on on your bike, and it'll tell you the RPM that you set it to that you feel is ideal for starts. So you know there's bikes all around you, and you can't hear it and everything else. Well, this has a light on it, and it helps you out. So thanks to the folks at Get and Athena. If you want a discount from the folks at Get or Athena, use the contact form on pulpamex.com, and uh, we will pass that on to uh, someone at Get and Athena, and they will give you a Pulp Show discount. FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding, Pro Taper. We'll tell you more about those things later. Jason uh, Thomas and Michael Antonovich on the uh, show today. And taking your calls over there, holding things on, down over there. He's uh, really looking forward to next week because it's a week off for him. The 
Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Looking forward to Dungey feeling better this week yeah. and getting back to his previous glory. Yeah, not uh, not going that well for uh, Dunge right now, but he was sick, so we'll give him a little bit of a mulligan. Him and K. Rowley were right. I mean, the yep. two of them are right intertwined with the last two weeks, so we'll okay. see what happens. Also, too, by the way, Dunge yes. Yes. is so happy at the races. How could you not be? He is so happy right now. Yeah. He's in such a good mood. He's just a good person. He's excited. <laughs> you know, he's happy. He's just a good person. <laughs> All right, let's get JT on the line. We'll take some phone calls, too. we got a few lines open here. Uh, interested to see what happens when we go east. Of course, uh, uh, High Point is um, always a good track. It's, it's, it's history. It's uh, one of the oldest ones on the circuit. Great dirt. It's been, the ho- it's been the host of some hellacious mud races, too, over the years there at High Point. So let's hope that doesn't happen again, which I believe uh, it should be good, uh, uh, apparently. so. Um, and also, too, does the Jet Lawrence show continue? Three for three to start the year. He's got the points lead. Not by much, though. He doesn't have a big of a points lead going three for three, as you would think, uh, as a guy should have uh, for winning the first three races. Because, um, yeah, he hasn't won all the motos, and uh, he's won three out of the six motos, and Hunter Lawrence has been right there, um, right, right right, behind him. So, yeah, uh, we'll see if the Jet Show continues uh, this weekend. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, man? How are you? Not too bad. Just, uh, yeah, making my way east. For the first time of uh, the outdoor season, how uh, how are how are things at Fly Racing? We're good. We are good. We're. Uh, I mean, it's it's challenging for sure. Nothing is as easy as it was a couple of years ago. But um, all things considered, we're we're doing all right. Just trying to get ready for 2023, as is everybody. Okay, Shane uh, McElrath, Fly Racing Zone, has got 65 points. Joey Savacci has missed the race. Fly Racing Zone, 47 points. Who beats who by the end of this series? I like Joey's. Uh, I like Joey's trajectory here. Um, you know, you got to think about how little he rode and how little time he had to prepare, and where he's finishing already. Uh, that tends to make me think he's going to be, you know, pushing for top fives within you know a month or so. Uh, weather for this weekend's high point. What do we got? Should be perfect. It's actually a little bit cooler than even I thought yesterday. Um, oh. We're like low, like maybe 70 on Saturday for the high, but uh, but sunny, so it should be really nice. It's hot. It's hot right now. They get some rain tonight, which cools everything off and uh, should be good. Um, favorite high point race for you, 2000, the mutter where Kelly Smith took the win, <laughs> yes, or, or 2003, Tim Ferry passes Reed near the end of the race to get third overall. Which one's your favorite? Well, I don't, I don't live in this little uh, bubble of the only races that matter are the ones I was a mechanic in. Oh. Um, oh, that's odd. So, okay. I would say my favorite one was '97, uh, the mud race. Even though it was like the worst experience of my life, uh, Bradshaw, who was supposed to be uh, the announcer this weekend, uh, unfortunately he's ill. Um, yeah, that that win, and I was about five feet away from the path he made on Larry Ward. To get, to get that win, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was in the mechanics area down there, too. My rider had pulled off, but I decided to just stand in the mud and watch the rest of the race. And uh, walking back, I lost my shoe. Probably still there, an Etnies shoe. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Probably buried somewhere in the, on the hillside. Uh, you know what? I've ridden a lot of the national tracks. Um, I never rode High Point. It's probably the track that I've never ridden that I would most want to ride. Uh, maybe maybe really? Lakewood, but I okay. I always looked like – I thought High Point looked like pretty fun. Did you like it? It can be really fun. Uh, it just depends on prep 
you know, weather is always a factor. When you start talking about late May or early June in, in Pennsylvania, it rains every few days there. That's just kind of a, a rule. So if the weather cooperates, which it should this weekend, and, and uh, you know, back in the day, Big Dave Coombs was really generous with the disc. Like, he would just <laughs> disc all the time. Yeah. And that was great. Like, it made the track so much fun. And I know, like, purists and – if you're an MXGP fan, you probably hate that and you want ruts and all, but that, that's not a lot of fun to ride those tracks. I know it's difficult. And I know it probably creates a pretty, you know, um, adaptable skill set. But as far as pure fun, when Big Dave Coombs would drop the disc in between motos and give us a perfect racetrack, you couldn't really ask for much better of that. So if you put it in that light and give me those conditions, it's right up there with some of the best tracks on the planet. In some cases, uh, I am a, uh, a guy who walked uphill to school both ways and a guy who likes the tradition of the series and the tradition of motocross. In other ways, I'm not. In High Point, I kind of am. I, I, don't, I haven't seen too many track changes they've made in the last, say, six years, ten years that I've liked over the old, over the, over, old, yeah, over the old way it was. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily see anything that I love or hate. Um, there have been some things that I, I don't think were a positive. You know, that huge corner double they had that one year? Yep. I don't know if you remember that. That was super scary and not great, in my opinion. Right. Um, that huge tabletop that's along the backside now, Yeah. I don't, I don't think is all that great. Um, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty it, sketchy. It's, it's pretty sketchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You see big crashes there, and, and things come and go. They try thing, things, and some things work, and some don't. But uh, to me – you know, Mount Morris and Steel City, for that matter, too, are all about off-camber, really challenging, difficult corners, and just weaving up and down the hillside, you know? And as long yeah. as they stick to that basic formula, it's really hard to screw it up. 702-586-7857. Got a few lines open here for uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. So, look, it's been Sexton, Tomac, Anderson, Roxon through the first three rounds. I expect that to continue. Uh, those are four really, really great riders, obviously. Um but I can Caroli make a podium here? Like I, I almost think he can. I think he might break into this group this weekend. He's never been there. That's going to hurt him. The lack of track time and all of that. But dude, this is such a good track for for European base riders. It's possible. You know, I don't know how I feel about his insistence on using the scoop tire. I don't know what to make of that because the starts are great. He's whole-shotted half of the moto so far, so it's really hard to argue against using it there. But I think it's such a liability, even if he can, even if he can compensate. You know, and I think he's very good at that. He just, he's, he's very versatile. It's still really difficult to ride the same, to the same aggressive level that other guys are. When you kind of get on the side knob and guys are really pushing the limit on, on the you know, first few laps, I don't know, man. He he would be able to answer that much better than me. Um, but I, I think mid-moto, he's got to be giving something up. And uh, so is it putting him in a good position to do well? Yes. Yeah. But I just don't know if it's holding him back the rest of the moto or not. Does it favor Roxon, Anderson, Sexton, or Tomac more? I don't really think so. They're all great. They can all ride anything. But is there somebody in your eyes that this uh, high point place favors? I like Sexton at this track, and I don't really know why. Um, I think it has something to do with his skill set and how technically sound he is and how perfect he is on the motorcycle. Just this track takes so much finesse to go fast on because you're never really 
planted. Like your your tire is never really flat mm-hmm. to where you can just grab a handful. Or I won't say never, but yeah. a lot of the times you're kind of leaning, you're waiting the outside peg everywhere. You don't really feel like you can just dump the clutch and go. It, it's just always this in-between, and, and I think Sexton's really good at that. He just is so perfect in his technique. I think that's going to translate really well, especially when, given the form he's already on. All right. I, I like. I, I think Tomac gets it done this week, and I think we're going to have four for four, four different winners in four weeks. Yeah, he, he yeah. totally could. I mean, I, I've seen him ride really well here, and I've seen him be so-so here. So I, I don't ever know what to expect I mean, from Tomac. He doesn't seem to have this – it's just so random with yeah. him. Um, you know, the first moto at Hangtown was, eh, it's okay. The second moto was unbelievable, right? And, and Hangtown's like one of his best tracks, in, you know, period. So I don't know anymore. Well, I think uh, I think it was last year, the year before, he went 7-1. Remember, it was his first moto win of the year. It was high point. And, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, and, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know why these things go this way. Like, obviously, the the ride height. He was pretty transparent. Maybe that's something. But there's been there have been so many times over the years where one moto is amazing and the other moto is not, and you're just kind of like, how can it be that different? Yeah. Like, I know the bike's different. I know you made changes, but that much? Right. You're talking like a thirty second difference from <laughs> you know what I mean from the leader pace to at the end of the race. Like, that's how far back you are. Like, it's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hope Caroli can get on the box. That'd be great. This looks like his last one. So yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I think we're you know everybody involved was hoping, including him, that could find a way to make this work. But I'm I'm trying to not be bummed out about it and just be thankful that we're getting him here at all. Uh, but man, it would be great if uh, if something changed because there, there's a weekend off, right? So there would be time to to kind of figure something out. But it seems like it's kind of going the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael Antonovich coming up next. After this, uh, we have some phone calls here for Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. Uh, let's get into it. First up, Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey guys. First, I just want to say, Steve, I absolutely love your observations column. Thank you for going back to the classic format for this last one. I know it takes a lot more work, but it's definitely a good read, and I love it. Thank you. Uh, also, Jay is doing awesome on the trackside analysis, so uh, that's such a great decision by the powers that made that. Thank I'm going to jump into my question now. I want to hear what you guys think. Who's going to beat who this weekend, Cairoli or Dungey? I think Caroli gets it for the reasons we were just talking about. This track really favors him. Now, Dunge was sick, uh, so he did okay um, this weekend at Lakewood. Hangtown wasn't a great track for him. Paula, he ran third in both motos for a bit. But I'll still take Caroli, uh, JT. What about you? I know this is going to shock you, but I don't have a strong opinion. Oh, uh, I think the odds are that they're around each other all day. I, and that's a really boring answer, but in the – Spirit of being accurate, I think you know they're they're four five or five four or something like that. I I think they're they're pretty close. Uh, tits, uh, as a Ryan Dungey super fan, he has done six motos. Yes. Are you happy with how we've done here? Did we? Ex- yes. I, I obviously he came out swinging, right? Yeah. Did better than anyone expected. The next ones were, I think, where a lot of people expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, we're getting into the next swing where he better tracks for him. He's going to get going a little bit better. Um, so, oh. so I think there's the best is yet to come. Okay. Um, but in general, even if it didn't, I would say this is a lot better than uh, a number of people expect him to do. Update from Ryan Dungey, super fan. Yep. Tyler, yep. uh, Tis Legendary is happy. And he's a good person, so don't and he's, ever forget and he's a good about person. that. Yes. Right, right. Don't forget about that. 
Uh, uh, there you go, Tyler. Um, what do you think? I agree. I think Cairoli is going to be the one on top. I'm, I'm hoping it's the podium this weekend. I really, really want that for him. That'd be cool. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. Good. Also, uh, uh, Dunger's been so happy. I mean, he was sick this weekend, JT. And just talking to fans, taking photos, doing interviews, coming to the post-race interview thing. Yeah. Dunch. Stoked. Yeah, it's cool. I I mean, I think these guys get so jaded from doing it race after race, year after year, and then you go away from it for a long time. And the the whites, no, nobody, I I don't say nobody cares, but it's certainly not the same. No. And then you, I'm sure there were many, many days and weeks and months that he was like, man, I kind of missed some of those things. And to get another shot at it, I think he's just really taking it all in. Like, I think he's understanding that he probably is never getting another shot at this, you know, and, and he better enjoy it because he, I, I know for me and I, and I always try to relate myself and people hate that, but how else can you try to put yourself in their shoes? I should have had more fun when I was doing it. There were a lot of times I wasn't enjoying myself. And if I could go back, I would try to, you know, smile a little bit more and enjoy the things that were going on around me. And I think that's what's happening for him is it was so serious there was so much pressure and that pressure is not there anymore. You know, he can actually have fun. If things don't go exactly to plan, eh, okay. Like it's not awesome. You're not going to be thrilled, but the the hopes and dreams of KTM and their future are not riding on you anymore. Yeah. It's a good, well said for sure. Yeah. It's almost like it's all a bonus, you know? So yeah. Um, Jake's on three. Jake, what's up, man? What's your question? Uh, Hey, Steve. Uh, I was just wondering with people like, Marshall Welton or even Kessler, you know, some of these guys that are privateers getting their team deals and stuff. And I was just wondering, I mean, are these all temporary? Are these guys really going to get a shot where they're going to get more than one season or more than one, you know, style outdoor, indoor? Like, do we know if these guys have more than that or is this just their flash? No, yeah, it's just, just generally these filling things are just for that series, right? But, I mean, there's nothing to, to say that they can't keep on the team, right? You get a – if you're a rider – these fill-in rides aren't financially awesome. Uh, the team's already got budgeted for a rider, and then they take on another rider. So they don't have a ton of money. They don't make a lot of money. But if you're a rider, you get you know everything paid for. You get a, a head start on gelling with the team, gelling with the bike, letting them know how you are as a person. And then the next when the next season comes around, maybe you're in line to um, to get a ride, right, uh, Jake? But no, they don't they don't promise much for these things. Right, so it's more or less like even like Welton. I mean, obviously, first day out, I mean, impressive results. But, I mean, he, even if he puts it together, he's not guaranteed anything. It's just him giving his best to hopefully get something then. Yeah, that's exactly it. He's not guaranteed anything. But, yeah, he's uh, he's certainly got a, a leg up if they want to uh, hire somebody. I, I hope the best for him because there's a lot of privateers that are riding their hearts out yeah. right now that are getting the offers. No, for sure. Yeah, I think so. And I think he was impressive. Jake for uh, the first week on Bogle's suspension, you know, beating uh, Hartraff. Oh, I mean, they God, tied in they tied in points, Rotten. but Hartraff beat him, and it was a career best for for. I mean, sorry, uh, Welton beat him, but it was a career best for Welton too. You know, so yeah, maybe he'll get closer to the top ten. Yeah, well, and I, crossed, I hope the Yeah, thanks, Jake. Just to, just to add something to that, like you know, these guys have have been pretty vocal about you know the bike isn't exactly where it should be, and maybe it's not as competitive as some of the other you know, OEMs are, but then you have this guy that's never raced it before and comes in and does really well, like his best result ever. So 
I think that puts some, I, I think, very valid pressure on some of these other guys. Like, hey, dude, this, the bike's not that bad. Like, okay, I'm not saying it's, it's uh, you know, it's not Dungey's bike, but come on. Like, the guy just went off a privateer bike, got on this bike in a week, and put his best result ever on the board. So maybe back off a little bit on the uh, the bike comments. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And, and man, honestly, Heartraft was right around Welton all day. They were right with each other, and Heartraft was trying hard. Uh, certainly harder. Oh, you know he- yeah. yeah, certainly harder than he was at, high, yeah, at, at Hangtown when I was watching his lap times just go higher and higher each lap. You know oh, I, I, was, mean? I was very, very frustrated with him at Hangtown. Right, so uh, there we go. All right, Porch is on, too. Porch, what's up, man? Hey, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Hey, uh, I was just checking to see if you guys have heard anything about uh, Red Bull Prism coming back this year at all. Yeah, I believe it is. I have heard it is. I don't think it's official yet, but people are lining up bikes and talking about it. Um, so I think I think it is. Yeah, I think I think it should be. JT, have you heard anything? Yeah, I've, I've heard that it's happening. I haven't seen anything official, but I the people that I hear would know, and it keeps coming up. So it looks yeah. like it's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, but I did hear. What did I? It's not going back to the Pomona Fairgrounds. Um, where did I hear it was going? Did you hear where it was, JT? I did. I did not. I didn't. I, I heard where it was, and I forget now, uh, Porch, but I think it was a cool location. Like, it was different. Wasn't it supposed to be uh, on the beach in Huntington? Was that it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I remember that's what it was supposed to be in 2020, and I was stuck. I'm like 10 minutes away from there, and, of course, was pissed when it got canceled for yeah. COVID. Right, right. Uh, yeah, haven't heard. Right on. Thank you, right. guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Pro Taper Maxis. Get FMF Vision. Plum Creek Funding. I want to thank the folks at Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, if you're a first-time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. Already own a home, looking to pull cash out or simply lower your rate? Contact a professional with over 25 years' of experience. They can help you in 12 different states. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com is an email. And uh, so please check that out if you can, if you're in the market for that. And uh, Zach can help you. That would be uh, fantastic. Uh, JT, all right. So as I mentioned before you uh, came on, like Jets won three in a row. But, yeah, doesn't have a huge points lead right now. Hunter's been riding pretty well, keeping the keeping the uh, uh, pressure on him. And if you look at the points right now, you're like, huh, three in a row for Jet to start the year, but just uh, uh, 12 points. Yeah, it's um, it's been close. You know, the the results say three wins in a row if you just were looking at the you know the surface. But underneath that, it's been really close racing, and Jet has just been able to find a way to get the win done each week. Uh, to me, it's kind of been the, the what if story for Hunter, you know, he's the first round jet was just better than him. That's my opinion. But the other two rounds, you know, Hunter crashed. He fell over when he was in great position to capitalize. And I think the toughest part of that is you, you just can't let jet get away with anything. If you're going to beat jet in a series, I don't want to say you have to be perfect. Cause that's a little bit hyperbolic, but you got to be damn near close. You can't tip over and just give him points. You cannot do that. Um, when, when the door's open, Jet's sick or Jet's not having his best moto, you have to kind of rise to the occasion in those moments because you know Jet's going to have his days later in the series. There are going to be more days where Jet is simply the best guy on the racetrack, and you're not going to be able to do anything about that. So I, I really like the way it's shaping up for Jet, even though he's only got a 12-point 12, 12 lead. He's just kind of been able to defend any – anything that anybody's brought, and he's getting help along the way, too. 
Six motos, six podiums for Jet, and uh, six motos for Hunter, and only four podiums, right? These are the stuff you just, yeah, they start adding up after a while. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a long season, but when you start breaking it down into a, a quarter or a third or however you like to do it, if you went after the first third, you're like, uh, yeah, so I got, I've won every race so far, and I haven't really had very much luck. Well, I don't say luck, but I haven't, it hasn't really been my best three races ever. I think you could argue that, you know, like Levi Kitchen riding away from him, I think is most people would be like, huh? And then he was deathly ill at Hangtown. So all things considered to have three wins when with those scenarios, you're like, ah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. Right. Uh, quietly Shmoda's third in points. He's only one point up on Kitchen and Cooper, but Joe Shmoda has only got one podium. Uh, probably should have had another one at Hangtown. Um, and this weekend I heard he was sick, but yeah, quietly Shmoda once again is top pro circuit guy. Yeah. He's been, you know, off and on. And I would almost say to a more extreme level of what, what could have been like Hunter, you know, he, he was so fast at Hangtown. Like I, you could argue he should have won the overall there and he just falls over, you know? So these guys are making it too easy on jet. You know, if you want to beat this guy, you've got to do everything right. And Joe is not, he's just kind of all over the place. And honestly, he's been all over the place for quite a while. So it really shouldn't surprise us. You know, Dino won the championship. I think he made 22 out of 24 podium moto podiums, uh, that, that summer, uh, easy to see jet doing that. Yeah, that's, that's yep. just what championships are made of. You know, yep. that's the high end of the spectrum. Uh, but when you have a guy like Jet who is who rides more mature than his years would tell you, and he has the capability of being the fastest guy at half the time, uh, it's, it's just really tough to deal with that. Uh, let's go to caller on one. It's Steven. Steven, what's up, man? How are you? Did you say Steven? Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, I was wondering about A-Rick's team. Are they actually done for good, good? Because, like, he's selling bike and everything. Yeah, I know. A-Ray doesn't do the Nationals, so he, he's just a crew chief for those guys uh, this summer. But they got – they uh, they weren't at Thunder Valley. They didn't have any riders at Hangtown, the SGB Honda guys, of course, sponsored by the folks at Maxis. But they have Bryson Gardner and uh, Jace Kessler coming back for High Point. So A-Ray doesn't race them, Steven. He's just the just the manager. For outdoors, so I know, I know, but like they're like, you don't think the team's full, like because like why would he sell his four fifty? Like so he's not going to do cross anymore either, because why would he sell his four fifty? Well, they have like his race four fifty. Yeah, they have new models that come out every year, Stephen. So he would no doubt not doesn't need it right now. And then when they, when Supercross time comes, he'll buy the new bike and get riding. You know. So, so then, so then it's just the nationals. They're not doing any of the nationals now for good, and then. They're going to come back and add. Uh, you think they're going to come back for Supercross? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is for the team. Um, you know, they had a rough year this year for sure. So I don't know the plan for the team, but I know they're going to keep going nationals. And and, and A Ray, I mean, it's June, so he won't he won't ride Supercross until September or October. You know. Yeah, because he was kind of wouldn't say anything on um, Don Maeda's, uh podcast or whatever. He's when they mentioned something. Just like oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Well, he's got to get healthy. Yeah. His wrist is bad. His wrist is bad again. So he's got to get healthy, man. That's all he's got to do. And uh, and then I don't know where. I'll, I don't know. Maybe the team doesn't even want him back. Who knows? You know, if they go on, I don't know. Okay. All I right. just thought kind of weird. Yeah. Thanks, so, man. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate yep. it. Thank you. Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. 
Wow, an A-Ray call. I didn't have an A-Ray call uh, coming in for no, Fly no, Moto 60. Off, off the board. He yeah. went way off the board. Yeah. Like, what? what's he do? Guys like A-Ray, they don't know what they're doing until, like, December. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true A-Ray fashion, though. Like, there, there was never a better time to talk about A-Ray when we completely don't expect it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, Moseman, obviously, um, bike problems this weekend again for the TLD team, coming off the moto win at Hangtown. He was fast at Thunder Valley, too. He was coming forward. Um, I think, you know, we always talk about these guys that can break through and they have the speed to win, RJ, Moseman, but zebras don't change their stripes, and so far, Moseman and and Hampshire are not changing their stripes. They are doing kind of the same thing. Yeah, you feel bad for Moseman because that wasn't his fault. But um, on RJ, unfortunately, this is just what RJ does, man. I hate saying that because I like him and I want him to do well. But just, uh, you know, analyzing what's there, this is kind of how it goes. And it wouldn't shock me if he came out and won this weekend in the same breath as I say that. So yeah, it's just really hard when, you know, this, this – whole sport is based around series and championships and overall results and all those things. He just has a hard time putting those things together. He can be the best guy on any certain day, but when you've got to do it 24 times, he just has a really hard time with that. Uh, switching gears a little bit, Jordan Smith got his star Yamaha already going, so uh, we knew that was coming for a while, But uh, and we expect Styles Robertson to be on star as well. So, yeah, those yeah, guys. You know, yeah. with, with Jordan being Supercross only, you know, it, it makes it easy to – transition quickly and get the announcement out early and all those things so you know maybe that will uh that will lead to more preparation and and i think you know this is i hate to say that but it could be like the last hurrah for jordan you know if you can't get it done at monster star yamaha i don't know how you're gonna get it done so i'm sure he realizes that and i'm sure he feels very fortunate to get onto that motorcycle because it's yeah it seems to be the most competitive motorcycle in the class uh, switching gears a little bit before we let you go, uh, Moto Concepts announced their team for World Supercross. They, they're on it. Uh, Oldenburg, Freeze, and Brayton, no surprises there. And then Cole Seeley coming in to ride 250 Supercross. Cole Seeley, everybody. What'd you, what's your thoughts on that? It's interesting, right? I, I did not, until you know until I heard about it, I did not have a Cole Seeley return no. uh, in the cards along with that A-Ray call we had. But, you know, a la Dungey, these guys – get away for a little bit and they find a path that is low pressure, lots of upside and sounds pretty fun, a way to make some money. And if things don't go incredibly well, guess what? They can tap right back out again and go back to the life they're leading. Um, So with, you know, in that thought, yeah, it sounds like a pretty cool deal, especially for Cole, who is so damn talented at Supercross. Yeah, it looks like he's going to wear Troy Lee gear too, which I didn't. I figured the team would they have a deal with Liat outside of Brighton, but he's in Troy Lee, so yeah. I would bet that was probably a a non-starter for him. Yep. Um, right. Just knowing how tight he is with him, I bet it was either take it or leave it. Similar to uh, like how Brighton was with Fly. That that was kind of the same situation. So I bet it's the same there. And do you look for Brighton to stay in Fly this fall, World Supercross? Uh, I don't have any official news on that, but uh, I would hope so, yes. Yes, we, we would think so, right? Uh, all right, give me your winners, JT. High point this uh, this coming uh, Saturday. Give me your winners. I'll go Sexton just because I picked him earlier. Uh, I don't have any, a lot of conviction. I'm just kind of winging it. And then, yeah, I don't know how you don't pick Jet. Um, I, <laughs> when you're winning and things aren't going really well, I think it's probably about time for things to, to really go well for him and uh, to put a you know couple moto wins on the board. I'll go uh, Tomac and uh, the Jet. Yeah, real real original, right? So 
Yeah. Well, I mean, when you ask those questions, do you want to be interesting or do you want to be right? That's the question I always ask myself. Mm -hmm. And if it's boring to be right, that's okay. I'd rather just be right. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, uh, probably correct there. Uh, all right, uh, thanks for calling in, man. We'll see you on Saturday. Uh, flyracing.com, Moto60 Show. Thank you. See ya. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Michael Antonovich coming up uh, next. Thank you to the folks at FMF Vision. You all know the name FMF, man. They've been around for number 50 years. They've been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. Well, FMF has always supported the hardworking journeyman heroes of the sport. For 2022, FMF Vision extended that initiative to the introduction of the FMF Vision Privateer Power Program. Henry Miller won this uh, Thunder Valley. Freddie Norman won it the week before, I believe. FMF Vision Privateer Power Program allows professional supercross and motocross athletes to get FMF Vision sponsorship. Visit fmfracing.com to find the application if you're a privateer listening to this. And FMF Vision, a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100%. Full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sound goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Dean Wilson running FMF goggles. Zach Osborne still running FMF goggles. Upgrade your goggle arsenal with the power of FMF Vision. Follow at FMF Vision to see the latest from those guys. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. we got a few lines open. 702-586-7857. We're giving away a pair of FMF goggles as well as some Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. Let's welcome our next guest. He is from Swap Moto Live. It's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on, Mathis? Not much. Hey, I'll, I'll start with you where I left off with JT. Uh, Cole Seeley coming back. Moto Concepts already announced their team for World Supercross. Genova's all in. Uh, Oldenburg and um, uh, uh, Brayton in the uh, 450s. And it is uh, uh, Seeley. And Freeze in the 250s. Sealy's no, back. No, you got that wrong. Oh, I got, you it got back? that wrong. Freeze is 450? Okay. Freeze is 450, yeah. All right. So what's your what's your take on Sealy coming back? Uh, so he did an interview with Don that we're kind of holding until this came out. But the gist of it was like, hey, dude, you know, uh, I want to come back and do it again. I think it's the same sentiment that Dungey has, uh, you know, a bit differently. But the setting around and, and partying a bit and just living the life of a normal dude is not as fun as being a pro motocross racer. And yeah, things are dangerous and things can happen, but he's found a situation that'll allow him to come back in a way that sounds enjoyable to him. And he's in, you know, I think like that last year at Honda for him and the pressure and the injuries and all that stuff, like that was probably not a fun situation for Cole, but if you go kick a like kickback for a few years and then get this chance to go travel the world, no matter if it's three or five places or 17 places next year or whatever, like, of course you're going to take it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know what? Also, too, like, these tracks are not going to be Supercross. They're not going to be felt, yeah. felt Supercross tracks. They are going to be smaller, easier. Uh, Sealy's so talented. These tracks are not going to give him much of a, of a complex, uh, like he kind of was talking about on my show last time he was in. So, like, yeah, make some money, uh, travel the world, uh, um, you know, do pretty well. Why not? Yeah, and, like, the thing that people may not understand, though, is, like, the racing thing is one side of it. But as Cole, you know, kind of got into the second part of his pro career, did stuff like Imagination, was, you know, just an influencer, just a cool dude on a bike. Other companies had come to him and offered him product in, like, loaner vehicles and this and that. To keep that lifestyle going, there's no better way to do it than just be like, yo, I'm going to go race. Like, it's going to make my whole life better. Let's go do it. And I agree with you 100%. These tracks aren't going to be as gnarly as an AMA Supercross track is. The competition's not going to be, you know, a bunch of kids that just came out of Loretta's and these super fast factory kids. It's going to be a bigger mixed bag. 
I think Cole's going to do pretty well. Him and Oldenburg will be fun to watch in that class together and then seeing who else fills into it. What else have you heard about uh, riders doing this? I mean, obviously, um, we look for Marv to be on a team. Uh, Brayton's on a team and Motor Concepts. Anybody else? Do you know? Uh, I know a lot of dudes are trying to yes. find out where they can go. <laughs> yes, me too. But they also get to places and they're like, well, how's this going to work or what's the situation going to be? Uh, I think a lot of U.S. guys want to stick with something that's familiar to them. Um, but you got to think that the guys that are already committed to it, four of the spots are already gone, just announced today. Uh, Pipes really only has two 250 spots that he's got to really sort out. <clears throat> because depending on what Bogle does or doesn't do, we'll say what happens with the other 450 spot. Hartraff's in for it. You know, uh, there's not a lot of places to go that also don't have an OEM support. And I, I know that they're really big on that idea of like, well, you know, a team can ride multiple bikes and all that. Yeah. And that's really cool on paper. And I like the creativity that they're going for because to a outside sponsor like the Rick Ware team, that's going to open up some opportunity for them to support more guys. However, from a logistical standpoint, you only have so much room you're able to put in that container, yep. you know, and what are you going to do? Take two sets of wheels that you know are going to work on two bikes or one set of wheels for each one and hope you can make it through. Like the people that are going to get serious about it are going to have to find out the things that really work. Uh, and I think guys are just trying to find out what's going to work for them because everybody's interested. I've heard that the teams in Europe are just as interested and in getting just as many responses from people over here trying to find rides. It's just guys finding one that works for them. So four rounds, uh, two in Australia, one in UK, one in uh, uh, somewhere else um, for the for the for the fall, right? Southeast Asia, Southeast yeah. Asia, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, should be interesting and good to see Sealy back. Uh, we're gonna have him on Monday's Pulp Show too, uh, so look forward to talking to him about this decision as well. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. We got a few lines open still. If you want to talk to Anton or myself about High Point, let's switch to High Point, Anton. Uh, was your favorite high point the one where Kelly Smith won or the one where Tim Ferry made the podium in 03? Which, which, which was your favorite high point race? Uh, I, don't, I don't recall either of those um, other than just reading about them in magazines. So that's, both that's, that's solid memories. Those are, that's bullshit. Great for you. Yeah. Uh, I remember the year Stu won. I remember uh, right before everything kind of came out, I just remember that being like a hell of a ride and everything being like, wow, man, that was something from James today. And then uh, everything kind of just going sideways immediately after. I think that's the one that's, like, most memorable. Yeah. Uh, I agree with what you said. The track changes that they've made I know are very cool and, like, very interesting use of the property, especially the big valley in the middle. Mm -hmm. But I like the old way. I, I think that some of that stuff was just so cool and historic. And, like, that's some of the stuff that you really, really like about those East Coast tracks that you think about, like, Bradshaw Boulevard and those RC jump and stuff like that's the stuff that I really remember. And granted, not everything can stay, yep. but some things seem like they've lost like the racing edge, especially with how that track is. It's so tricky. It's it's really soft and and loose on top, and then there's a hard base, and it's real deceiving. Are you just like look um, elevation at Lakewood's high, and it was pretty hot. Uh, Roxon wins, gets a little fortunate, but still wins. Um, um, are you just he's back? I've seen all I can. I've seen all I need to see, and he's back, and he's fighting for this championship. Or are you more like I don't know? Let's see it as this thing goes on. Where are you at? I think it all just depends on like where Ken's at. And Ken says he's into it. Like nobody's going to know better than him. 
And, like, I, honestly, I don't judge any of those guys of, like, oh, man, is he doing this or he's doing that, especially if, like, three races in is still so early because anybody could have, like, a bad mechanical or could have something happen. I think with Ken right now, like, he seems fired up. Like, how much he was talking to you of, like, are you guys writing me off? Who's this? Who's that? Who's saying this? Mm-hmm. Even to me, he's like, yeah, don't write me off. Don't this. And I get it. You know, like, I, I really like when Ken's agitated the way he is because he's <laughs> right. just so feisty. Like, and yep. it just makes things so good. You know, I, that, I know people complain about that, but would you want to see the guy at his best? And if that takes him being, like, kind of aggro, let that happen because it makes the racing better. Hey, when you follow, I mean, you, you work the Swap Moto Live Instagram account, right? And, and you're involved with that, obviously. He's pretty, um, you know, I've, you know, he's such a good guy. He's, he's got good interviews. He, he, you know, he speaks really well. He, he's cool. He's uh, all of that. But, man, I do sense more fans turning on him the last year or so. Yeah, and I think that's been going agree? on yeah? okay. for a bit. Yeah, okay. I mean, and everybody has, like, the, the highs and the lows. You know, when Ken was wanted too much, people didn't like him. Think about back in, like, when he split from Alden and was the championship T-shirt was the menu of, like, what he ate that summer that was completely off the program. And people weren't pumped about that either. Like, people's, like, opinions have come and go on Kenny for so long, you know. But, like, you see him and you're just like, well, yeah, that's still the same dude. Like, it's just still Ken, you know. Seeing him as long as he's been here now, you know, there's no accent. He's just completely just one of us, you know, and he's so into it. But then you have Cairoli come over and Jill and the kid, and he's full Euro again. And you're just like, oh, yeah, he's still, he's still the German kid. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I sense uh, in my in my phone calls on the shows and, and social media stuff that I do, like, you know, Ken puts himself out there on social media, so then he gets it back, and he's got some haters, right? Um, yeah. Um, you know, where Eli doesn't really have haters, right? Like, you either like Eli or you're like, yeah, whatever, right? But – when you yeah. put yourself out there like Forkner does or Ken does, and Ken does that, you know, with the whole uh, thing before the national started, then you're going to get haters. And I sense Ken is not that he cares, but he's getting more of them, you know. And I think that's kind of honestly like part of the whole program, you know, because if people aren't talking about you and you're trying to be this big marketable figure, like, is it working at that point? You know, like if people aren't talking about you, is it even if it is good or bad? Most of the time, when people are talking about Kenny, they really want to see him do well. Or they're mad when he's doing well and he gets a little happy about it. Right. Um, he told me, I was asking about next year, and, you know, he doesn't have a contract yet. And he said, honestly, I, I wasn't talking contracts. I didn't know what I want to do. And maybe not race anymore. But he said, I'm back. I want to race. I'm here. So I expect Honda and him to, to get together. I would think Honda next year, Supercross only, and then Jet rides the 450 outdoors. That's what I see happening. Yeah, I was honestly even thinking that um... – Saturday night too, leaving the track. Cause I overheard that part of the conversation in the media pen as we were doing all that stuff. And I was like, man, I can't wait to hear Mathis's interview back. Cause I want to hear what Ken said about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was the same thing. I thought if jets riding as well as he is, he's going to just max out on the two fifty. It's not even going to be entertaining or fun or challenging for, for anyone, you know, getting him on the four fifty as quick as they can and just having him keep progressing. I could see that happening next year especially if Ken does want to explore Supercross-only stuff, you know. Yeah. And that seems to be more of a trend now, surprisingly. You know, I uh, I know that so many people are, like, on the fence about the World Supercross thing, but then when you hear top guys go like, oh, yeah, I'd race World Supercross, I'd do more races if there was something that was there, you're like, okay, well, what's going to give? Like, what's going to make all this stuff happen? I always, I don't see where the money for World Supercross is going to come for guys like Ken. 
Like, I just don't see where the money's coming from these teams to make Ken want to do it. Because uh, it's a lot. He wants a lot of money to race, as he should, right? So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But I don't know. Well, but then, you know, you know you've been watching this live golf thing. And not yeah. to, like, put words in anybody's mouth or anything like that. But, like, if they want to make something happen, the people that are investing in this thing are going to make it happen. Oh, you know, for sure. Uh, well, like, okay, yeah. I guess if I, I didn't think about that way, but yeah, if the guys at the World Supercross be like, "Hey, man, we need to give Kenny to to you know, we need to get some some publicity here. We need to do a backdoor deal with Kenny." Then yes, it can happen, hundred percent. Yes, yeah, you're right about that. And I think we're going to see, honestly, like following this thing and following what we're following right now, it's very interesting to see the parallels. And I'm it is, uh, yeah. Like you pointed out, who's going to do what? Who's going to take what action? You know, and and what comes from it, you know, because there are certain things that are completely uh, opposite of our sport, and there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, wow, that's very similar. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Uh, Andy's on one. Andy, what's up, man? You got Antonio uh, Caroli question. Uh, just to touch on your Kenny deal, I love how he takes that negative energy. If people are talking shit on him, whether it's uh, industry fans, I love how he turns that around and uses it as motivation to fuel him. I think that fantastic and that's why i'm a fan yeah yeah he does man for sure that's uh you're right you got a good point there he he, he needs it he loves it so uh and he's not scared right and like with ktm with Caroli again to my my question you know i i i'm disappointed that he's not going to come back how much does it really cost for them to put him on the road oh can you can you put bonus money out there okay uh, um we're not going to pay you you know we're going to put some some good bonus money out there for yeah, they've already got the semi. They've already got the bike. How much would it really cost? Yeah, to, that's a good. That's a good point. Uh, not that. Yeah, not that much. Uh, you know, two two thousand, three thousand a weekend for for mechanic and and Tony uh, to go out there. I'm sure, and then yeah, give him some top five bonuses. Um, Anton, uh, you know, he's just riding for purse money right now, and uh, obviously he's got his money as an ambassador for KTM, but. I can't believe that they can't find a way to keep Tony here. I was more surprised of all the testing he's doing, and then it's still under an ambassadorship role because, like KTM has PR, like test riders, like that's what they got Danny Pedrosa for. Yeah, you know, like that. So it's not an uncommon thing. Um, yeah, it's it's still really interesting, and knowing the challenges that KTM's facing across the board in all forms of motorcycle racing right now, like. Some things don't seem that bad, but there's other things that they, they seem like, yo, we have to fix this right now. Um, and seeing where their money is going, I know where you say it could be a couple thousand dollars a weekend and you would have a really good idea from being a factory mechanic, but then also there's got to be someone bean counting somewhere that's like, oh, no, this could be hundreds of thousands if he's getting yeah, yeah. He's Oh, yeah, yeah, five. no, for sure. And they could totally be like, yo, we're not doing it because of that. Yeah, no, that's no. I just meant the cost right now, but for sure, yeah, yeah right. I mean, they but would I have to give him. What people think is like, oh, it's just the bike. And no offense to the man that called, because you're you're right in one part. It is just a bike on the on the trailer. You know, it's flying mechanic to the thing. But then there's this incentive that Tony's got of like, well, how much are you going to pay me really for what I'm going to do? And yeah. that could be a very big number that yeah. someone doesn't think about. Yeah, I mean, you know, like yeah, uh, uh, incentive based. Well, no, even if they make it incentive-based, he would want a top-five incentive probably. Um, and, you know, that's going to be 10 to 15. That's be 10K for fifth, 20K for fourth, 30K for fifth or for third, you know, uh, 50K for second, and 100K to win. Um, you know, that's 
what KTM's going to have to pay out every single weekend if, if he starts getting a lot of top fives, which it's been lately. So, um, and he can yeah. totally keep doing that. that. And yeah, if but you told him, like, you're going to make, like, X amount of money for third, he's totally going to race harder to do that. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know why they can't make it working, man. I really, really don't know. I don't get it. He's a top KTM rider right now. He's getting a ton of press. Everybody seems to like him here. He's got the cutest kid in the world. Uh, yeah, keep him here, man. Uh, I don't understand it. Hey, Andy, do you want a pair of goggles? Uh, I'd love some, but you know what? I won last week, so if you oh. have another caller, yeah, we got more callers. Too, otherwise, I'd be happy to. I, I don't want to be gluttonous. Ah, that's very um, nice of you. No, we you got know, other guys to give them to. Thanks, and thanks for calling. One, one other, oh. one other thing about KTM: if they, if they had somebody who could run with the twenty-three, the twenty-one, the three, you know, I could, I could see dropping Tony, but yeah. they just. I don't see it. They don't have somebody who's going to run with those other top. They don't. Let's nope, they don't. Nation email. Pulp Nation email campaign. Let's just barrage KTM to keep Tony. <laughs> All right. We'll get it going. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, Pulp um, Nation, just send emails to Roger. Yep. Um, speaking of KTM, Anton uh, Dungy, um, dude, this dude is beyond stoked right now. He is, he is in such a good mood after the races, before the races. Like, he just got – he was sick. He just went 7-7. It didn't matter. Guys, he's just stoked to be there. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see because you can tell Ryan really wanted to do this for a while, too. This isn't something now that he's into it where he's like, oh, man, I got to do this. He's very excited to be there. Yeah, um, and, and so far, like, I almost give him – okay, so really good at Paula, right? Uh, Hangtown's not a good track for him, but he was okay. He was sick this weekend. Like, I, I'm, I'm always giving him a mulligan so far. We've seen good, bad, and ugly – through three maybe not ugly maybe that's too harsh of a word but good bad and just okay through three rounds and so to me yeah i'm still still up in the air on him anton yeah and he's still going through like he's going through the normal stuff too at hangtown they started chasing stuff with settings which as we've heard through ryan's career can be a very big obstacle for them to get through during the day and it impacts a lot of the on-track results so if they're going through that there's your answer there and like you said, on a track that, you know, he's done well at, he's finished on the podium a lot, but he's never just outright won. You know, it's never been a dungy-dominant track at Hangtown. And then Thunder Valley sick. It's Thunder Valley um, still kind of working through things. I think that, like he's been saying, that he's going to keep building and building, and he'll be better as the season wears on. He'll be a little bit fresher than some people are that race 17 Supercross races. But uh, I'm excited to see how training at home in Minnesota – like balancing a life with like having a kid, riding those tracks that he grew up at, mm -hmm. having to ride his own program, like those kinds of things. I want to see how he takes that on more, too. Yeah, should because be interesting. Because that was something yep. that he was so into. Like even said when he went to Alden's, like, I was doing too much. Is he going to get to that phase, or is it like, yo, I got a kid now. I'm not doing way too many burpees. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Brian's on one. Brian, you want some KTM comments? Yeah, so do you think it's painful at all for, for KTM to be, know they got a guy that's up there in the top five that's fighting for it, looks good? He said TV coverage is all over him, and they can't cut him a check, but they're cutting a check to Cooper, just you know, kind of enjoying the summer, which I like. I like seeing Cooper out there having fun and, and enjoying Moto again because I, I think he was probably on suicide watch by the end of Supercross this year. Yeah, um, I, I, I think, I mean, I'm fine with Cooper taking the summer off it's been a tough year for him he's expecting a kid and you know all of that so i i don't know man i feel like 
KTM's got a good vibe going with Dunge and Caroli, and keep it going, Brian. You know, like I don't know why they Absolutely. can't. They have a ton of money. I don't want to hear about budgets and all this stuff. They can figure it out. They they can find it. You know, they're not paying any bon- win bonuses this year, so um, right. I don't get that part of it. Um, it's such a good story, and he wants to stay here. I mean, he wants to he wants to keep racing. Yeah. That's it. Um, so it is odd. Uh, Brian, do you want uh, a pair of goggles, FMF goggles, or Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles? Man, Steve, I do the same situation as the guy before. I've already won a pair from you, and I appreciate it, but I don't want to. Dude, this is same, awesome. Same situation. Look at these guys. They're so um, nice. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for calling, man. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Steve. Last did did uh, Josh Gilbert say he was going, but he wasn't going to be racing this week? They're back in Europe. Yeah, he's back ready? in he's back in Europe. He'll be okay. back at Unadilla. Trying to set my trying to set my fantasy team, and that yeah. guy was a uh, yeah was a point. He was going to go with Summer or Rod Bell now. Oh yeah, Rod Bell was good, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, speaking of privateers, actually, uh, that leads me to my next question, uh, Anton. Welton did pretty good. Uh, that's a nice showing for Welton on the Twisted T team, like uh, for one race out, right? Yeah, it was really good. You know, I was around them a lot on Friday. Uh, did an interview with Marshall too, and I was very surprised that he did that well that soon on that bike. You know, they only mm-hmm. rode it twice. Yep. I didn't realize that it was Bogle's exact setting because he had told me he's like, yeah, we did some things, and then we went right back to it, and I just never put two and two together that it was Bogle's setting. Uh, I thought they would give him a more broad baseline and that Justin had gotten off of that more. But um, to see him ride that well and then to see Hartraff ride behind him, I'm like, oh, wow, Marshall's Marshall's really doing well today. And uh, it's going to be fun to see him do that. He had a cool summer planned out to hit it all in the van. But this is going to be a good chance for him to get like into race shape like yeah. he's always wanted to be and hasn't had the chance to these last few years. Yeah, he set some career bests uh, this week, you know. And, and, and look, he also got Hartraff to try harder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, yeah. Sam's on three. He wants to compare rocks into stew. What's up, Sam? Oh, what's going on? I'm, I'm not really comparing them because they're, uh, they're not comparable. Uh, stew was incredible on the first couple of laps. If you remember, yep. he was kind of one of those sprinters, kind of like Kenny is. So I was just wondering, who do you think is better? Do you think Kenny's better because the competition probably a little bit more stiff nowadays? Um, um, what do you think, Anton? They were both, they're both incredible. What do you think, Anton? First, uh, first lap sprint stuff. Oh, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say because, like, with James, when I really got the chance to see it a ton in person, it was not the same as it had been in the early part of his career. You know, so it wasn't like it wasn't prime time James. Uh, whereas I've seen pretty much all of Ken's pro career, so I see way different stuff from them. Um, Oh, man, I don't know. That's yeah. hard to say because, like, it, it is. And then James it's really hard to say. It was just so dominant. Like, it was so impressive at the time, and I was like, "Wow, dude, he really is the whole package." And it is Except hard to say, passing. but Roxon's, Roxon's, yeah, Roxon's pretty incredible uh, at this for sure. Like, they just gotta kind of give tip your hat to both of them. Roxon can sure yeah. take off, man. Uh, hey, Sam, you want a pair of goggles? Yeah, yeah sure. I'd love that. That'd be All right. Fly racing goggles or FMF goggles, you pick. I'll put you on hold, and uh, Tits will get your information, all right? Cool. Thank you. Appreciate right. that. No problem. Thank you. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, Justin's on, too. Justin, what's up, man? Uh, it, this isn't necessarily series-related, but uh, I just have always wondered, in your opinion, why do uh, aftermarket companies say, like, FMF, build better pipe for a bike? Why isn't the stock company? building better, you know, more powerful uh, pipes or, or whatever performance thing you can add on the bike. 
I mean, I don't believe longevity is necessarily an issue. That it would be like in a car manufacturer. Obviously, everybody goes out and upgrades their car. They kind of build them to, to last super long. But why are manufacturers not doing all that they can to make the bikes that much better? Well, they're, they're making them the best that they think that people will want them, right? Um, you know, they're, they're doing the, in, in their R&D, in their work, uh, they're thinking um, that, uh, that they could, this is the best they could do, right? So the, the aftermarket companies get it and be like, well, we think this is better. We think more people will like this. Um, you know, in, in a case of, um, of uh, the, the FMF guys or Pro Circuit guys, I mean, their market's America, and America tracks are different, American riders are different, and so they test themselves, and the OEMs test it for the world, right? Uh, so the, they're worried about sand. They're worried about all this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, okay. Justin, that's kind of what where, where I think where these, these manufacturers are going when it comes to exhaust. Though. Yeah, that makes, makes sense. You know? Trying to build a bike right up the middle and, and then how yep. you want it to perform. Yep. So, the yeah, the, 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 the OEM's got to yeah. get it for a 165-pound, you know, B rider. And the OEMs and the yeah. aftermarket guys are like, no, 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 we can do this or this or this, you know? So, uh, yeah. All right. That makes sense. Thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, thank you. Anton, we got a question for you from Dallas. Dallas, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, so, Steve, I heard guys, I heard your pick, at least for MXON earlier this week on the show. Yeah. But I wanted Anton's pick um, for the team this year. Um, and also, um, we know Anton is a badass on a pit bike. So I want to know if he would be on the Pit Bike and Nations team. I think him and RV and Carson Brown would make a badass team. And then, you know, put yourself a manager. Fuck, we can't lose, dude. Uh, what do you think, Anton? Pit Bike and Nations? Dude, there are guys that are so, so, so much better than me. I just happen to look good in, like, flat corners and with, like, smooth little doubles. <laughs> the dudes that are, like, racing at Pastrana's house, you need those guys. What? Yeah, okay, like, fair enough. I will say I talk, those guys are gnarly. I will say I talked to the organizer of the Pit Bike of Nations, Ron Rocket Rob Bitus, uh, last week. I'm not happy with some developments that are going on. I may pull Team Canada from the event. There's been a uh, oh. there's been some format or not format team stuff going on that uh, doesn't make me very happy. Um, um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we have to, you know, Team Canada may pull out if we're not happy with some of the conditions that have been hoisted on this thing so right, um, fair enough yeah stay stay tuned for that dallas you want a pair of goggles yeah sure did all right stay That'd on hold all right i have not worn any good all right perfect stay on hold uh all right anton high point this weekend um does that guy want my motocross a nation's fix or no i think he wanted your pit bike a nation's pick but go ahead give oh, us your okay. give us your mxdn picks uh i think well look monster it's monster motocross nations monster is going to be all about this and coincidentally, they have some of the best guys right now. They got Sexton, they got Tomac, they got Anderson. You can pick any of those three to put on a 450. Those teams are already going to that race anyway. Uh, when it comes down to the 250 class right now, Justin Cooper would be a pretty good pick. He's done it before. He has experience. You also have Levi Kitchen there that's proving his worth. But I think Cooper would be a pretty logical pick for the 250 just because he's done it before and he's done well, uh, considering the conditions. You know, he broke his hand in that, but still pretty good so it's more coming down to what 450 guy do you want between chase jason or ey and it's who's where at that part of the season you know i think it would be cool to see ey and chase eli and jason together two super experienced guys guys that have had really good results at the motocross of nations when they've gone and like no better time for them to do it at this point in their career after all they've done this year like that's your two teams listen that's your three guys seven years in a row of losing Put a 450 guy in a 250. Just do it. 
Just do it. Come on, USA. Don't be scared. That's all. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. I guess, yeah, because, I mean, other teams have done it, but I just think, like, with the guys that you got right now and the people that are already there, just drop them in and really show, like, this is where Team USA is at. Yeah, we've seen where they're at, Anton, for seven straight years. We've seen. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me, I've seen them. I've, I've been a part of those very somber after parties. Right, exactly. So, um, well, hey, man, uh, give us your winners for this weekend. I picked Tomac and Jet. JT picked Sexton and Jet. What do you got? Um, Tomac and Hunter. All right, that'll work. We're so boring with our picks, but how can yeah? How can you? Well, not I mean, do it? Hunter's won there before, and yeah. I want to see what Eli's doing. I'd like that you got Eli to say that this might be it too, because uh, like I've said a million times this year, if you can see Eli ride this bike right now, like go do it. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, calling in. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, see you, boys. All right, see you. Sorry, couldn't get to all the phone calls. We'll do it again in a couple weeks' time before uh, the Southwick uh, National coming up. After, oh, it's Redbud. Redbud. Uh, we're off next week, of course, but then we'll be back. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Pro Taper, Maxis, Get, FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding. Good work this week, Tits. You've done such a good job. Yeah, buddy. Take next week off. Okay, thank you. Yep, no I problem. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. See you in a couple weeks.